man. I'm, uh, I'm hoping he don't take me back through that fire again. Amen. I was just, I was standing there, th- I was standing there rejoicing with the song, and I, I've been through it, so I hope that was my test, and that was it, so. God bless you. Won't you shake one another's hand right there where you're at? Good to be in the house of the Lord. We certainly love you with all of our hearts. Amen. This is the last weekend before the New Year's, and I trust you had a wonderful Christmas, and we did. We had a wonderful day on Christmas Day, and we had the family in and had a wonderful time, and I, I look back at those times and how wonderful they are and how much we enjoy one another's company, and I hope you had the same. Amen. amen. Great times, and so, amen. God bless you. If you missed it, the announcement the other night, and we had a special announcement the other day at the, at the supper. Brother Jim and Sister Charlene is going to be grandma and granddad again, and that is with Brother Nate and Sister Caitlin, and so we are so thankful for that, and so, amen. Brother Alden just brought something just a moment ago to us. And, amen. You can be seated a moment if you'd like. And He said it just came to him today or yesterday. That happened right after the, after the service on Wednesday night, I believe it was. And it all happened behind the curtain. I prayed for Sister Caitlin and Brother Nate first. And... And uh, a couple, just a couple of little things, and then, and then the Lord spoke to him and told him he's going to have a child. And then, and then I prayed for um, Brother Dwayne Jackson's wife, and then Brother Dwayne, and uh, and he is now a preacher and, and doing quite well. Two people that brought forth life, one's eternal life, and the other's the life of a womb. Amen. Then Brother Guido. And his would be a conversation to prepare. There's a train coming. And uh, Brother Guido, Brother Guido was rejoicing in another land. And then Brother Terry was standing there and, and he received life. And uh, he accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. And little to know that a few weeks later he would be told that he had cancer and he would go home to be with the Lord just a couple of weeks ago. Amen. It just shows you how important a night is. It just 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 shows you. I, I I just marvel at, you know, for for probably I don't know how many hundred people they were headed out the back, and really the service was only starting. Did you catch that? Amen. So don't be in a hurry to leave too quickly. A lot of times things are still happening. Amen. And so we just love the Lord with all of our hearts. I want to pray for Andrew in the morning. He will be speaking for Brother Joe Green and that God would just bless them there and ourselves tomorrow morning as well. I would like for you to remember us in prayer as, as uh, we'll be going on, on Thursday. I will fly to Brother Biscos and Brother Tom Ray's church and I will be speaking. They're, they're meeting next week and, and for those that would be interested, I'll be speaking on Friday night and so you could watch that. Of course, that's way in the hours of the night. That'll be on Friday night and and uh, Brother Shannon, you seem to be interested in some of those things. And so I will be speaking on Friday night, Sunday morning, and Sunday night. And so, amen. So that'll they're not have Saturday service. So, so, that, so you won't find anything there that day. So God bless you. I want to remember Brother um, 
uh, Timothy Pruitt and Brother Danny Steeman that was just here. I know you enjoyed Brother Danny. Amen. They're preparing to go to Belgium in a, in a, in a, and just on, they're leaving Tuesday and they'll be preaching a meeting that I have spoke before at Brother David Iverson's and that's the youth, the Belgium youth camp and it, it will, that will generally have a right around two to three hundred young people and then, then all that cr comes in for that meeting as well. It's quite a, quite a good meeting and so would like for you to remember them in prayer. I'll be speaking that next year. So I'm already planning next year. So amen. So if you could just remember them in prayer as they travel, that God would just be with us. And then the weekend after I come back, we will have our New Year committal meeting. And uh, that's where we, all of us as speakers, will speak the same night. That's always a joyous time. And so amen. So we're looking forward to that as well. God bless you. Have you had a good week? Oh, yeah. Amen. God bless you. Let's stand to our feet. I have something on my heart I want to share with you. It just it just has been burning in my heart for for, for quite a few quite a few weeks, if I might say that. And and I want to speak to you tonight on courage. How many of you as Christians have had this spot to where you just say, "I need more of that." Amen. I need more of that. I need more of that characteristic in my life. Amen. Courage. Amen. And so, amen. God has to remind us, be strong and of a good courage. Amen. Amen. Maybe let's talk to the Lord just a moment. Almighty God, we love you with all of our hearts tonight, and we're just thankful for your presence in our lives. Thankful for this group of people that love the Lord with all of their hearts. And Lord, we ask you now that you would touch all the needs of our people. There's several that are traveling even this weekend, and we ask you that you'd be with them. And I pray that you would just come now as we settle ourselves towards the word that we've been preparing for, for now weeks with this subject. Lord, I, I even ask today, Lord, just, just train my thought into exactly what you have for me to say. May you anoint this audience as well as you would anoint me this evening. And Lord, we welcome you here. Lord, come to our pew even now. Strengthen even those that will hear this service this afternoon. Touch them in a mighty way. We pray that you do a supernatural work for us now, we pray. In Jesus Christ's name we ask you. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you. If you will turn with me to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Amen. And verse 5. This is quite a transition between Moses and Joshua. Joshua has left the scene, or Moses has left the scene, and Joshua has, is now having to step in the realm as leader. And, and that's quite a, quite a, and it's been used in a lot of different ways. But I just want to look at this just for a moment. You have it, say Amen. <laughs> There shall not any man, I like, I like that statement. There shall not any man, I'd like for you to say it with me. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. 
For as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. Remember, this is what God also taught Brother Branham. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do all according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou that make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. Notice these words. God's going to remind them again. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. I'd like for us to read that verse again, verse nine. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. You may be seated and may the Lord bless the reading of his word this evening. Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 8. I love this. I love this verse. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee. Neither forsake thee. Fear not. Neither be dismayed. Quite a powerful scripture. God already knows the way that you're going to go. He's already in your tomorrow. He's already in your next week. You and I don't know what tomorrow holds. Are you with me? But God's already there. God is not surprised, Brother Nathaniel, of what's going on in your life. He's not surprised at what's going on in our lives. He is already there. I need you need a quote for that. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is an I am God. He has not diminished one little bit. When he saves the worst sinner in the world, does not diminish his grace. None. When he heals the the sickest person that it looks like it's totally impossible, does not diminish his healing power. That's enough to shout about. Let me just share some words with you. I've been sick before, but I made it. I've been broke before, but I made it. I've been broken hearted before, but I made it. 
I cried all night, but I made it. I've been betrayed, but I made it. I've been lied on, but I made it. I've been destitute, but I made it. I've been rejected, but I made it. Hallelujah. Whether you know it or not, you have just done something very supernatural when you walked into this building, took your seat and sat down. Satan has done everything he can to stop you in your life and you're still here. Hallelujah. Why don't you across this audience tonight go, I'm still here. I'm still here. Brother Branham quotes this, must I be carried home to heaven on a flowery bed of ease while others fought to win the prize and sail through bloody seas. I must fight if I must reign. Increase my courage, Lord. I sent this to some of you this week and I sent it to Brother Aaron Oglesby this week and his family. I'd like to share this with you. Something that just seemed to just speak to my heart. Be still and know that I'm God. I'm bigger than your problem. I'm bigger than your circumstance. I'm bigger than your situation. This is not your battle. So you don't have to handle this. God will work it out. All you have to do is be still and know that I am God. I love that. I love that, don't you? I'd like to preface this with tonight as we prepare, as as I begin to step into this sermon. Sometimes storms come and you can't see them coming. The interesting thing with our Doppler radar and, and the radar systems that we've got now for a weather, we generally know a day or two in advance. Storms in the, mid, in the, in the south and the Midwest, the tornadoes, they, they sometimes pop up and give great problems and kill many, but sometimes they can give them a warning just in advance. As a Christian, sometimes you can feel it coming. Sometimes you can't feel it coming. Storms in your life come. Now let let me just remind you, sometimes we look at people that are great in the scriptures and think, well, how did they ever make it? There were no halos over their heads. There was no wings on nobody's back. They were human beings just like you. But they answered the challenge. They was predestinated to stand the test. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were three brothers in the gospel. And the reason that their names roll off of our lips is because they had courage. And they stood in the test of a storm that come their way. Are you with me? We don't know anything about what kind of work that they did. We don't know anything about their their vast families. 
All we know is when the test comes, they said we won't bend and we won't bow. And everybody else around them bend and bowed and it looked like the political thing to do. And they were worshiping an idol that was made to look like the prophet. But they knew God said, don't worship nobody but me. Are you with me? So they was going to do take what God said. The threats came. We'll make the furnace seven times hotter. Did that disturb them whatsoever? Courage came. Courage comes in a lot of forms. Courage comes in the heat of a battle. Courage comes for a doctor to look at your case and say, I'm going to help you. Courage sometimes strikes you in your, in your heart to where when you've been given horrible news, courage raises up. Are you with me? Brother Ron, but I will always be able to stand. Brother Branham, even looking at his baby laying there, the flies are all over it. It's dying getting ready to be put into its mother's arms and the devil test, testing in his ears, ears telling him that God don't love him. Brother Branham even says that he was about ready to give up and then something on the inside of him. Let me just tell you tonight, you would quit if you could. There come spots that's overwhelming more than you can in your energies and in your fortitude and in your determination. But God gives you courage in the moment. Job would say, and I'd say Job had more problems than any of us in this building, but it was for an example. And finally he come to a spot. Though God slay me, Oh, God slay me. No matter what everybody else does to me, don't God slay me. Yet I'll trust him. I'm preparing to go to Brother, Brother Tom's, Brother Biscoll's to, to speak next weekend. I look back a few years ago, about 12 years ago, standing in their meeting in 2007, I believe, was the witness convention. And I was standing in that meeting and I was asked to speak on Saturday night, I believe it was. And God had laid on my heart the passion of our revival. And as I stood there, God just kept laying it into my heart. The devil can't touch you until he first gets permission from God. And as I was dancing across the platform, I said, the devil can't touch a hair of my head until he gets permission from God. In less than four weeks time, I'll be laying in a coma. Does it make me afraid to quote God now? Let me just 
to say the same, the same text tonight. He can't touch a hair of my head until he gets permission from my father. My father knows tomorrow. He knows what I'll go through tomorrow. He knows what I'll go through next week. He knows what you'll go through. Are you with me? <clears throat> when I come to a pulpit to speak a sermon, I realize that I'm speaking part of my life. When I come to a pulpit, I know God's got some things in his heart. A few weeks ago, you were given a sermon, don't worry. You were given a sermon, don't worry. God had laid that on my heart and then Brother Kelly couldn't come and so I stood in this pulpit and I preached a sermon on don't worry and then Brother Jeff and Sister Anna got a picture for me Jesus in the midst of a storm are you with me and here I'm standing here preaching to you on courage how much more do we need to be told over and over again that we have God with us. And if we've got God with us, if we've got God with us, come hell or high water, having God with you is better than the president, a dictator, or any, any army. When you got God with you, you can't lose. Sometimes we walk into a doctor's office not, not knowing what he's going to tell you. <clears throat> Brother Aaron, I want to speak this to you now. I want to say this to you regardless of what the, de the doctor tells you. Whether it's some debilitating disease or some condition that seems phenomenal to where you can't handle, God's already saw it. Are you with me? No matter what the doctor tells you, the scripture's been given to us. Whose report? Whose report do you believe? Are you with me tonight? Yes, I've got an agenda for preaching this. And I thought tonight I, I would talk on faith for a little while. Brother Bram says, just build up a Christian faith. I found out that one of the greatest hindrances the church has, to, has got today is that they're scared to death. What are you scared about? That's what I'm wondering. If you'll just only realize who you are. You don't know who you are. You don't know who it is sitting next to you. And you say, oh, yeah, that's my neighbor. I know, I, I know him right well, but he's a son of God. Adopted by Jesus Christ into the family. That's a daughter of God sitting next to you. And who are you? 
If you're a Christian believer, you're a son and daughter of God. What are you scared about? No need of being scared. As long as the devil can keep you scared, that's all he wants to do. He's got you right then. Spiritual amnesia, not knowing who you are. Fear. But knowing who you are produces faith. Jesus had perfect faith because he knew that he was, a, he was the word. Perfect faith cast out all fear. God is love. And perfect love cast out all fear. Love and faith is the same thing. Love, perfect love cast out all fear and it gives us faith. Oh, hallelujah. Paul said that the word that came in power as well as as a voice, the word preached actually demonstrated itself like a flaming cutting sword. It went into the consciousness of men and like a surgeon's knife, it cut out all the diseases and set captives free. Everywhere those early believers went, they were preaching the gospel. The word and God confirmed the word with them signs following. The sick were healed. Devils were cast out. They spoke with new tongues. That was the word in action. That word has never failed in the mouths of believing Christians. I want to read that one more time. The word has never failed in the mouths of believing Christians. The word has never failed in the mouths of believing Christians. Can you quote that, that last sentence I just gave to your neighbor just now? While you was wondering about something else, can you quote that last sentence I just gave you? Because I want you to get this tonight. The word has never failed in the mouths of believers. Now tell your neighbor again. I want you to tell them, I'm a believer. Even in Jesus' day, even in Jesus' day, they said if you'd have only been here, our brother wouldn't have died. But God already had control of tomorrow. Lazarus had a dinner date with Jesus tomorrow. John 12 tells us that God already had John 12 it was already written in God's mind. Yet today, he's, he's, he's talking with Abraham and Jacob and Sarah and all of them in another dimension. But when Jesus comes, and their faith was already saying, if you'd have only been here, our brother wouldn't have died. Jesus knew tomorrow he's gonna eat with me. Hallelujah. Mm -mm 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 -mm. 
The word has never failed in the mouths of believing Christians. And in this last age, it is here stronger and greater than ever in the true word brought. Oh, little flock, you little minority, hold on to the word. Fill your mouth with and your heart with it. And someday, God will give you the kingdom. Are you with me now? 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 4. I'm going to read some of these things for you and forgive me for the length of it. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath whose height was six cubits and a span. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head and his arm with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. Isn't it amazing that the devil wants you to think he's so big? As a matter of fact, he'll make sure that it's documented how big he is and how tall he is and how much his, his garments weigh and God already knows I've got a boy. I've got a boy that's gonna fight you. I don't know exactly what a slingshot weighs, but uh, <laughs> it's got a long string on it and when he swirls that thing, it makes kind of a singing noise. That's what Brother Bram said. He said when he got to whirling that thing, it started making like a singing noise. That's why singing in this building is so important. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Verse eight, and he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, why are you come out and set in your battle and army array? Am not I Philistine and you servants of Saul? Choose you a man and let him come down to me. As long as David could not hear him. Let me say it, as long as David could not hear him. Goliath could have did that for years. He could have stood there for years and held them at bay. But as soon as David heard him, David said, who is that uncircumcised Philistine? <laughs> He's a boy. We're not really, really accurate with his age, but he's a boy. He's not a champion by their estimation, but he's already had some incredible victories. And before he goes to victories, he goes and begins to talk to a backslidden Saul who should have been the man that stepped out there, but he didn't have the courage. There's a major difference in a man that's got the courage and the man that don't. I got the courage.
encouraging this day to keep standing. Well, this one fell and that one fell and this one fell and that one fell and this one's not here and that one's not here. No matter. Don't matter. It don't matter to me none. I'm still standing. Verse 40 says that he took a staff in his hand and he chose him five smooth stones. Now we know the story because we, we've got history. One was for Goliath and the rest was for his brothers. So he wasn't going to be whirling the stone just to be whirling the stone. One was for Goliath and four was for his brothers. So don't pick up stones just to be picking up stones. Hallelujah! He was a champion! God called us to be champions of the Laodicea. And sometimes you gotta pick up your stone. You gotta pick it up. You gotta pick it up. It takes courage to go down to the brook and pick it up. When there's nobody else walking with you, let me just say this to you. He wasn't concerned about where they were going to bury him. He wasn't concerned about what they were going to put on his gravesite. <laughs> he wasn't concerned about none of that. He was concerned about how I'm going to carry his head back up on top of this hill. wasn't a sword plus a sling. It was sling with rocks inside of it. And when he began to whirl that, that wind began to give him courage and he was listening to the courage and he knew in just a few moments while that man was laughing, intimidating and making fun of him, in a few minutes when I turn this loose, you're gonna breathe your last breath. Big fella, you have ate your last breakfast. You have, put your, you, you have put your armor on the last time. The people that worship you and thought you were some great champion are not gonna think that after today. Today's your last fight. Today's your last time. Go ahead and tell your enemy that. Today's the last time. I am a conqueror. I take dominion over you in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not some dainty little old guy that just walks into a church. We're warriors. Brother Ron, I thought Christians were quiet, you know, meek, and, and you know, kind of soft. 
well, you must be from a different part of heaven than us. I come from the part that's ready to fight. Matthew called me the other day a honey badger. He said, if you're an angel, you're a honey badger, badger angel because you're ready at a moment's notice. Somebody told me the other day that me and Brother Tim Pruitt make good team members because we really like to know how to fight. Well, let me just say this to you. You don't want a preacher that's scared. You don't want a preacher that's scared to look the devil right square in the face and tell him to go back where he came from. you need one of those bands what would Jesus do well let me just quote Jesus here at this spot then this is not my kingdom if it was my kingdom my servants would come and fight he was letting Pilate know if it wasn't for my father giving you authority you wouldn't touch a hair of my head but I'm on a mission. Ron Spencer needs to be saved. And you can't stop it. Hallelujah. All of hell could not stop Jesus from his mission. Hallelujah. Relax here for a minute. The Lord is my lot and my salvation, Psalms 27. Let's just get it, let's just get it, let's just get the word right here. Whom shall I feel? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You guys ought to be some of the most fierce people in the, on the planet. <laughs> the devil in his kingdom down there, when he assigns one of you a bad day, they ought to report back to old Lucifer himself and say, please don't send me there. Brother Ron, that's way off of Cater. You hear other preachers say it, but what about you? What about believing that about yourself? The great patriarch woke up one morning and the devil was standing at the bottom of his bed. He just simply said, oh, it's you. And rolled over and went back to sleep. When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. And though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. 
Though war should rise on me against me, and this will I be confident. One thing that I have desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, and the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, and he shall set me upon a rock. Now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yeah, I will sing praises unto the Lord. We stopped there many times, but I want to carry that scripture on tonight. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy upon me and answer me. When thou said, seekest my, ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. For thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither the forsake me. O God of my salvation, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over to the will of mine enemies. For false witnesses are risen up against me and such breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. When is he saying, when his mom and dad are forsaken, God won't forsake him. When it comes to a spot to where he would faint and he don't have energy to hold himself up, I believe to see the goodness of the Lord. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalms 91, if you'll read there with me. Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. Brother Ron, I've heard that scripture quoted a thousand times. One reason is because it's my favorite scripture. And another reason I want you to get it, he is your refuge. When you can't get me by phone, when you can't get me by text, you can always get Jesus. Are you with me now? Are you with me now? I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowl and from the noise of the pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. 
Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flyeth by day, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destructions that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all And you were wrecking the other day, Brother Josh in that truck and the other man was wrecking and you was in the back. Angels was in the truck. Listen, Satan would take your life if he could. Are you with me? Any of you that, that knows me well, if God decides I'm going to make a teacher out of you and that's what God has ordained you to do, you're gonna pass your test. In spite of yourself, you gotta study, you gotta do the right things. Cause you cannot be a concert pianist and not study. You can't break the rules, this ain't abracadabra. You gotta study. You gotta study, you gotta do the right thing. You gotta put one foot in front of another. You gotta work. Listen, listen, even when he becomes to being a Christian, you just can't walk up in here on Saturday night and say, well, let's pray a little bit and I'm gonna have a revival in my heart. That's gotta be going on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then when you get to church, you ready for church. I hear people say, well, I didn't get nothing out of service. What did you put in? Well, that preacher didn't hit on much if you'd have been pulling. Let me preach to you. Oh, he ain't got it tonight because you ain't pulling. Because you got to do your part. We're not careful. We'll want the song leader to come out and hit the notes exactly right and all the musicians to, to be exactly right and sing the songs of Zion, bring the glory down and we just sit with our arms folded and go, well, I don't know if this is a good service or not. Maybe I should have just stayed home. No better than I feel. Well, maybe you should have. This is not a spectator sport. Come on, somebody help me preach now. Coming to church is not a spectator sport. Well, Brother Ron, I'll let you know next week whether you did a good job or not. Save it if that's all you got. This sermon has been being molded for years. Getting ready to preach to you and preach in Canada and preach wherever God tells me to go and preach it. It's not dependent on somebody that ain't prayed all week long, folding their arms and ain't got ready for church. It takes courage to be a real Christian. 
to take courage to be in the rapture. Because everybody else is going to turn loose except for the bride. It took courage to get inside of that ark when nobody else was going. And everybody was making fun. It took courage to stay in the ark when the sun was still beaming down for day after day after day after day. Brother Ron, are you sure this message is right? I believe it with 100% of my life. Hallelujah. ago I spoke in Switzerland on what will I be remembered for as I came down through the middle aisle and I was preaching and God had laid on my heart that day to take part of it when Brother Branham was standing there in Finland and he was looking around at all of the, the scenery and he was looking and he, and he walked away from the scene three times and the angel kept told, telling him to look at it people want to dispute that is real silly matter of fact it's stupid Danny I'm going to quote to you a Danny Steeman word you know why they do that because they're stupid brother Bam said he walked up there and he said if this boy's not off of the ground in five minutes you call me a false prophet then brother Branham said the devil could line up every devil in hell he can line up in every devil in hell and he could not have stopped it. How many remembers Brother Guido being here? Some of you couldn't understand Brother Guido but one of the testimonies he told in, in that meeting was at the next meeting that Brother Branham was at after that resurrection took place. They didn't have cell phones then, but word got ahead of what happened to that resurrected boy. Word got ahead to the next meeting and there was 12 rows of cots and wheelchairs that was set up in the front of the building before Brother Branham even entered the pulpit. He stepped through the door and took his hat off and all 12 rows Got up. The devil, the devil knows it's the truth. In the same night, Brother Guido, that is standing here preaching to us, he tells us that when he went into Siberia. He went there and he prayed for a little child that was looking for its mom and daddy to come back because some of them were war orphans and some of them had moms and dads and some of them, but that place was filled. 
And, and Brother Guido began to pray for them that their father and their mother came back. I'm preaching to you now. And he began to pray for them that their mom and dad would come back. <clears throat> and, and they literally got upset with him because God so answered those prayers and it emptied that orphanage. It emptied the orphanage. I find it interesting that at Brother Guido's last service that he holds in Russia, one of the girls from that orphanage is at the meeting. And she said, do you remember me? I was that little girl you prayed for. You know, I take some things and it just goes real deep to my heart. That's one of the last meetings that he was in. And God was just telling Guido, you prayed for me as a little girl. And mama, come on church. Take courage. Anna, God's gonna give you a baby. Sunday morning, I, I was in my office. I was in my office there and I was milling around. I'd sent Brother Jeff some notes earlier that morning. Thank you for the, for the gift and thank you all for the gifts that you gave me. And thank you for the gift. And he sent me a scripture back. I don't know the time frame. Maybe you got that somewhere or looked that up, the difference, but something stirred. I was in my office. While I was in my office, I was, I was there and I felt that come. You know when he comes. And in just a few moments, I saw Anna coming down that aisle with a band in her hair and a brownish looking dress on. And she had her hand on a baby and they're walking down the aisle. that takes some courage to speak something you can't see. Let me just say, I can pray for it for years, but once God shows it to it in a vision, it tells me that God's got it on his mind. When I was looking at Davy and he was in the hospital and had that thing around his neck and their doctors were telling me, we can put him back together. Bones will grow back together. But, but he can't have children. I was believing what God showed me of that little boy walking through the yard with his little finger out like that. Blonde haired, blue eyed and walking through the yard. I knew he was on the way. Take courage. 
How you know them things, Brother Ron? This ain't didn't start happening yesterday. Brother Harold, my brother-in-law, sitting right back there. One morning I rolled up on a Tuesday morning. I sat on the side of the bed and the Lord showed me his daddy. He sang a song. Y'all have been there when Johnny run the pews. We loved it. We loved it. It wouldn't hurt my feelings. I heard it every night. He was a celebrity in this area. God showed me him up strumming his guitar on a Sunday morning getting ready to, to sing and he was just standing there talking and Sister Mary Betty sitting in the pew and I saw him fall with a heart attack. Then I saw Mary Betty fall with a heart attack. Listen, that's more than a premonition. That's more than just a thought. I went and took Brother Harold for dinners and I told him, I said, don't fear here. God showed this to me. He's going to take care of this situation. That Sunday morning, he was standing in the pulpit and he's strumming his guitar and it happened. And then Sister Mary Betty had a heart attack and it happened. God raised him right back up. Thank God that we sat under a prophet. That would be honest and tell us those things. That was more than a gift. That was Christ himself operating in a man. Are you with me? I got to thinking about this this day, today. And I sent this to Brother Jason Jackson. You know, there's names that shake the kingdom of hell. Literally just, just bring their name up. It must cause tremors down in hell. It must cause tremors in hell. A man named Shamgar that only one scripture's wrote about. Satan sent 600 demons to his house. And Shamgar took one scripture that Melchizedek is telling Abraham, thy seed shall possess the gates of their enemy. And he killed 600 demons. Don't you know that that made Satan's wall? A man, with that, that, a man named Samson took a dry jawbone of an ass a dry jawbone of an ass and kill a thousand men. Listen, if God is in it, the devil can't touch a hair of your head until he gets permission from my father. I want to remind you that nothing can destroy you until God's finished with you. Hallelujah. 
Here's what I sent Brother Jason today. What about your name? What kind of reaction does your name have in hell? You ought to shout right now. You ought to shout right now. If your name puts fear in the devil's heart, are you with me? So let's just get it settled. Sometimes you just gotta get some things settled. When it comes to battlefield, sometimes you just gotta get it settled. I'm on this side and he's on that side. I'm on this side and he's on that side. And I want him to know I'm his enemy. I don't need it to be a toss up. Somebody got a quarter? Anybody got a quarter? Anybody got a quarter? 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 Hallelujah. Like the preacher said, if I'd ask for a volume, everybody in the world would have one. I didn't practice this at home, Brother John, before I came to church. Is he on my side or not on my side? (laughs) I wonder what he'll do today when I show up. I wonder what he'll do today when I show up. hands. He can probably do that a lot better than I can. I want you to get this. What side? How's he going to react to your name? Because in all of his great organized demonic power that's more organized than ever before with all of his media and all of his nonsense and everything that he's got going on, his music, his religion, his, his media, his internet and all of that. And he still can't stop you. He still can't stop you. <laughs> you just ignore him. You just ignore him and you just go right on. You see, people have, have power. People have an atmosphere. You got God in you, you got an atmosphere around you. I know where I'm at. Because even the devil testified, he's got a hedge about him. You knew I'd get there. That man's got a hedge about him. He's got an atmosphere about him. He's got an atmosphere about him. You've heard me tell it before. I was sitting on an airplane and it was having disturbance and they kept making announcements that they was having disturbance. And I was sitting there with my Bible 
and I was sitting with my computer and I was just going through and this stewardess came by and she said, I want you to pray. We're getting ready to have some real bad disturbance. I said, okay, I will. She said, I want you to pray. I said, I will. And I had been watching the guy in front of me and there's some guys behind me. And I, when she came by, I said, that guy in front of me is a preacher too, I think. I, I said, he's got his Bible out. She said, I know who's real. going to call that girl the devil but God knows and the devil knows who's real you see not all actors are in Hollywood I'm finishing I'm, I'm going to finish this tomorrow not all actors are in Hollywood there's a lot of people that say I'm going to be with you until Christian until it's kind of like the devil walked into church one night and everybody ran except for one old man sitting on the front row he walked right up to that old man he said ain't you scared of me he said why should I be I married your sister It take courage to tell that. <laughs> Some of Brother Homer's not dead. I've read this to you before. I want to read it to you again. It comes from the desk of a man that is going to be martyred the next week. He's a missionary. And he pins these words. I'm a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have the Holy Spirit power. My die has been cast. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I'm a disciple of Jesus. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed. My presence makes sense. My future is secure. I'm finished with done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tamed visions, worldly talking, cheap giving, and, and dwarf goals. I no longer need preeminence. Prosperity, position, promotions, plaudits, or popularity. I don't have to be right. First, tops, recognized, rewarded. I now live by faith. I lean on his presence and I walk by patience and I'm uplifted in prayer and I walk in and I'm in the labor by power. My face is set. My goal is, my gate is fast. My goal is heaven. My road is narrow. My way is rough. My companions are few. My God is reliable. My mission is clear. I cannot be bought, 
compromised, detoured, lured away, turned back, deluded or delayed. I will not flinch at the face of sacrifice, hesitate at the presence of mine in adversity, negotiate at the table of an enemy and ponder at the pool of popularity or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, and preached up for the cause of Jesus. I am a disciple of Jesus. I must go till he comes. Give till I drop. Preach till I all, till all know and work till he stops me. And when he comes for his own, he will have no problem recognizing my banner will be clear. Go ahead and give the Lord a great big hand. Let's stand to our feet tonight. My matter, my banner is clear. My banner is clear. I want to read this to you because I preach in Switzerland quite a bit. I spent about the last decade speaking in Switzerland. Switzerland is a neutral country, but it's not neutral without cost. Brother Branham says it like this, and he, I think it's powerful and it's enough, and I may, I may read it in the morning to start with. One day a great marching down, marching army came into their lands, all with great armors and helmets and spears and thick shields, marching on into Switzerland to take their land. What happened to Switch, Swiss? Got some pitchforks and hay hooks and whatever they could and got out there to defend their land. What happened? They couldn't come against those forces. There was that great marching army just set like bricks in a wall and they were moving, tromp, 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 moving up, come right on and they switched backed up into a corner right out in a field a foot of an ar- the foot of a mountain and there was nothing could be done. All hopes was lost. Switzerland was gone. Their wives would be drugged through the streets. Their children would be killed. What could they do? Finally, one man screamed and jumped out, and it was Arnold von Winkelried. And the, the men of Switzerland, this day I give my life for Switzerland. They said, what will you do? And he said, just over the mountain is a lovely little white home. There's a wife and two babies looking for me to come back. But I'll never see them again. This day, I give my life for Switzerland. Take care of my widow and my babies. They said, what will you do? I said, follow me and fight with whatever you got. And they threw down and and he had on his hand and he looked over the arm and he found the very deepest of spears and he raised up his hands and screamed, make way for liberty. Make way for liberty. And he run towards that marching army and all of them stopped in every sphere. Hundreds of them turned to catch him, flapping his hands in the air, screaming, make way for liberty. 
And when he got right into the end of all of those great big 15, 20 foot spears, he grabbed the whole armful of them and threw them into his bosom and plunged himself to death right there. It was such a play of heroism. Do you know what happened? They routed that army. Those others, them brothers seen what he had done and they grabbed their pitchforks and whatever they had in their hand and they fought as they could and they drove the enemy out of the land and they never had a war from that day to this. One day when Adam's race was backed into a corner. The law had failed and justice had failed. The prophets had failed and judges had failed. Everything that God sent to the earth had failed. And Adam's race stood defeated. Sickness among them, death among them and everything and death horrors in every place. Nothing could be done. But in heaven, God stepped out. The son of God and he said, this day I will give my life for Adam's race. What will you do, cried the angels, what will you do? And he come to earth and he looked up on a bunch of men and all the women and looked, wanted to serve the Lord and they couldn't. There was so much temptation, so much sin and so much sickness and so much troubles from every hand. They couldn't. Everything had failed. And he looked and he found the darkest spot of man's fear. And that was death. It's always been he ran right to Calvary and got the thickness of the spears and throwed him in his heart and cried, take what I leave you, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and fight as you can. Amen. Hallelujah. Onward Christian soldiers marching against the war. Amen. You have that onward Christian soldiers Sister Julia, maybe we just let Matthew. Out on the waters, storm raging high, the waters around them troubled that night. Fear filled their hearts, and they felt they would die. But they failed to remember the that the Master was nigh, and He spoke the words, and the winds all stood still, and even the waters they obeyed His will, and He. On their storm, just like he will mind if I just remember that he lives deep inside. So, why should I worry? Why should I fear when the very 
very same Jesus is always so The storm passes by. Sing it again. Why should I worry? And why should I fear? The very same Jesus, He is always so near. He lives in my heart. Just call on his name till the storm passes by. I sing it again with all of our hearts. Why should I worry? Why should I fear? When the very same Jesus, he is always so. Call on his name till the storm passes by. Sister Faith Manini, she watches these services. How many remember Sister Faith? Life hasn't been so good for her. She went father was a wealthy man. They were building a new home. She couldn't get a job. Finally, she got a contract for a job. She's coming up for a contract for another job now. She sent us a, a request. Her father conned out of all of his money. It's all gone. And no hope of it ever coming back. She don't know if she'll have a job. She called out to a group of people that believe. We can't restore that. But we know God the King. friend of mine. Doctors have given him some really bad news. He's a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Powerful speaker. Devil's no respecter of persons. Told him it's a crippling disease trying to grab a hold of his life. I want to tell you in a moment like this, Sometimes it's hard to have courage for yourself. Somebody like you standing in a meeting like this can reach and take a hold. Can I just share one more note up with you?
Nabisco's got a granddaughter. Her name is Ella. Ella struggles every day to get out of bed. Got a note the other day. She'd love to just walk like other girls walk. She's beautiful. She'd probably quote more scripture than any preacher that I know. Quote more quotes. And I sat and listened to her last year for about a about 45 minutes to an hour and she was just rolling off the quotes. She can hold an audience's attention. Everybody that meets her believes she's an angel on the earth. But she's got a debilitating disease to work. She can't walk. Sometimes we equate courage with a war or lion's den. Sometimes looking courage, looking cancer in the eyes and telling it, you don't defeat me. Telling that cripple and disease, you're not going to defeat me. This church knows. Melvin said in this church for years. didn't defeat him. Steve with ALS, that, dis that disease did not defeat him. Brother Homer prayed in the transition unit said, may while the funeral goes on, may God supernaturally come. While Andrew preached, the pillar of fire came across the flowers. Tell us that that disease didn't defeat him. It didn't defeat him. Man is born a woman a few days and full of troubles. But those two troubles don't defeat us. Maybe life is good in your world. But in other people's worlds it's not so good. Standing by yourself, it feels like ain't nobody there with you. But thousands of miles away, your prayer counts. Your prayer counts. Connie, you don't know faith. And you don't know Ella. But your prayer counts. Your prayer counts. He's bigger than your problems. He's 
bigger than your situation. He's the high physician, Brother Nathaniel. He's the kind of physician that cares. Walks to your bedside and said, I've got this son. Almighty God. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff that come from me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. Father. Jesus at the name of Jesus Lord while you're passing by in this building even now we can feel the presence of God we call out to you now increase our courage Lord give us strength to God speak to our storms minister to us Father you're a great God that hears and answers you're bigger than our storms you're bigger than the situations of life you're bigger than sickness you're bigger than disease you're bigger than bankruptcies you're bigger than the problems of life you're my all in all tonight you're there when no everybody else walks out Look up into our storm now and call for peace now. Bless this audience. Bless them now, we pray. In Jesus Christ's name, touch our neighbors. Touch our friends now. In Jesus' name, we pray that you minister, Father. In Jesus' name. Brother Matthew, will you sing that first verse and chorus again tonight? Out on the water sing it with him sing storm raging high the waters around thee were troubled that night and fear filled their hearts and they felt they would die but they failed to was nigh and he spoke the words and the winds all stood still and even the waters they obeyed his will and he calmed their storm like he will mind if I just remember that he lives deep inside and why should I worry why should I fear when the very same Jesus always so near 
just call on His name Until the storm passes by Today when I heard Elijah had a temperature of 105 degrees you sick when you got a 105 degree temperature. Amen. Causes your mind to do a whole lot of things. Amen. Brother Adam, I remember the time that you had a 105 degree temperature and it happened almost overnight. I remember walking into his hospital room and standing there. And the Alvin whispered in my, said they believe he's brain they think he's damaged his brain. But we prayed. Amen. Sometimes you gotta speak to your fear. When the storm comes up, you gotta speak to it. And we prayed. Because we're commissioned to pray. And Brother Steve, we prayed. He was better before we walked out of the hospital. Amen. Isn't that right? I want you to sing this chorus one more time with us tonight, and I know we've done sung it a few times, but I want you to sing it makes a difference when you sing it, Brother Nathaniel. When you sing it and it comes across your lips. Now this song becomes a spoken word of God. Brother Branham said when the angel challenged him to speak those squirrel squirrels into existence, he said, I accepted the challenge. And I spoke to him. us as believers. Father, touch Ellen. Touch Nathaniel. Touch Aaron. I believe we're going to get good reports. Because you got to have courage to look at an unseen realm. And the circumstances tell you something else. But when you speak to the storm, when it's about to blow your house away and you stand there and speak to it. When it's about to blow your house away and you look at it and say, uh-uh, not here. It ain't gonna blow this house away. It ain't gonna tear this up. It's not gonna take my children. No. Let's sing it with all of our hearts before we dismiss this evening. God bless you. Oh
just call on His name till the storm passes by. Oh. 